0: SCOTUS clarifies the TCPA. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is John Richer, attorney and shareholder at Hall Estel Attorneys at Law. Welcome, John.
1: Good afternoon. How are you doing?
0: Give us a brief summary of your legal background, especially as it relates to the Telephone Consumer Protection Act.
1: Certainly. I'm a uh, 20-year lawyer. Uh, I've been doing this for about 20 years, Uh, primarily commercial litigation. I represent uh, various different companies and industry uh, in consumer matters. Uh, the Telephone Consumer Protection Act is certainly an area uh, I have a lot of background in. Uh, also, uh, various lender liability laws like the Truth and Lending Act uh, and the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. Uh, I do both advising clients on how to comply with those federal laws as well as defending lawsuits, primarily class action lawsuits that get filed under those laws. Uh, I also do a fair amount of typical business litigation and a fair amount of bankruptcy litigation.
0: Summarize the TCPA for us. How old is the act and what what is its purpose?
1: Well, that's a great question. And uh, it's only been in the last five, 10 years maybe that TCPA litigation has really taken off. But the act was originally uh, passed in 1991. And the premise of the act was we had new technology at that time, uh, namely robocalling capability and facsimile transmissions. And the idea was to prevent uh, technology from making mass communications at random. Uh, in other words, a uh, computer system that takes 1,000 numbers at random, that it just pulls out using a, uh, a generation system within the program and just sending random facsimile messages making making random pre-recorded telephone calls. I emphasize the word random because as we'll get into on the Facebook decision, that was a key part of the court's ruling. And so the idea was we wanna limit that because it's a burden on consumers or other businesses to have to receive unsolicited uh, messages in the form of, at the time, uh, faxes and uh, robocalls. calls. Uh, and now as we've moved on the years, text messaging.
0: So, the U.S. Supreme Court just acted on the case that we're about to discuss, as you mentioned. Right. But let's go back to the beginning. Who claimed Facebook ran afoul of the TCPA, and what did Facebook do to earn that accusation?
1: Well, it was a uh, it was a gentleman uh, who was minding his own business, and, and actually, that's a great question. I want to put this in the context because I think in modern times it'll make sense to most people. So I assume that just about everyone, because it certainly happens to me and it happens to other people I speak with, are just basically going about their business and out of the blue, they get a text message and they're like, where did this come from? I have no idea what what it's about. Most people delete that text message. Uh, Some people get annoyed by it, but very few uh, do anything about it. The gentleman in Facebook was one of those persons, or so he claimed. And what Facebook was doing was an optional a uh, feature that you could opt into that allowed you as a user of Facebook to get a uh, text message if someone tried to log on to your account from an unknown device or medium. So uh, apparently uh, this individual at the number uh, that he provided uh, received that text message. And the problem in Facebook was the plaintiff uh, said, I don't know who Facebook is. I don't have a Facebook account. Why am I getting this message? I never had a pre-existing relationship with Facebook. And what does he do? He goes and hires a lawyer and that uh, is certified into a class action lawsuit. And the issue before the court was whether the system that sent that text message qualifies into the statute.
0: What were the lower court rulings as this case proceeded through SCOTUS?
1: Right, so the uh, the district court initially denied it uh, or granted a motion to dismiss to Facebook. Uh, The Ninth Circuit, which is one of the three circuit courts that are split on this issue of what is an automatic telephone dialing system, uh, reversed and held that the system that Facebook uses qualified. And so the TCPA cause of action uh, was valid and could go forward as a CLACS action. And then the Supreme Court took it up and reversed uh, 9-0 in a unanimous decision. And the key issue in Facebook is the key issue under the TCPA is that any electronic communication, whether it's a fax, those are still actionable, a telephone call or robocall, typically it's a robocall, or text message, which is the realm I typically operate in, is that message coming from what is known as an automatic telephone dialing system, or what we use ATDS, basically the jargon. And if there's not an ATDS, there is not a claim under the TCPA. So really the legal issue in Facebook was whether or not Facebook was using an automatic telephone dialing system and the Supreme Court held they are not. Uh, It's important to understand what the argument was, I think. And that's probably your next question. Um,
0: Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, how did the definition of auto dialer gain clarity uh, then as a result?
1: Right, so really the issue was the, the, the statutory text. And the text defines automatic telephone dialing system as something that has the capability of sending a random or sequential number generator. And the best way to understand this is a system that can pluck 10,000, 1,000, a million numbers out of thin air and either call those numbers on a random basis or do them uh, sequentially one after another. For example, 505-299-9911-9922, etc., etc. And some of those calls may hit, there may be an actual person behind that call, and maybe there is no number, but it doesn't care. It just does it on a random basis or on a sequential number basis. The issue in Facebook is, does the telephone dialing system have to have that capability? Does it have to have the ability to call a uh, random or sequential number generation, those are terms of art, or as in Facebook, and this was a plaintiff's argument in Facebook, or is it simply enough that the system has the ability to store numbers and then send them out automatically. And so, in Facebook, the argument was: we do not uh, send random uh, messages. We don't do that. We have a pre-existing list of people who have a pre-existing relationship with us, who have given us their phone number, opted into our service to receive a text if there's an uh, unauthorized or a uh, you know access to the account, and they're asking for this. And so our, our list is not random, it's not sequential, it's targeted with people who have a relationship. And so the argument in Facebook is, uh, is that a telephone, automatic telephone dialing system? The plaintiff said, yes, it doesn't matter whether or not it's uh, it has the ability to, to call randomly or sequentially. It just simply has to have the ability to do it automatically. And Facebook said, no, that is contrary to the statutory text. Statutory text specifically says produce or use Uh, or the capacity to use random or sequential number generation. And Judge Sotomayor uh, and the the 9-0 court said, we're gonna stick to the language of the statute on this.
0: What does the TCPA compliance look like after the Facebook ruling? Uh, What are the takeaways for our audience if you want?
1: Absolutely. Um, And that's obviously the best question if you're in industry. Uh, You know, as much as my, my initial reaction when I saw the court's ruling on the first was jubilation. Uh, because it, it, my last five TCPA cases that I've handled all involved arguing with the plaintiff's lawyer and the judge about whether or not we have the definition of an automatic telephone dialing system that we just went through. And uh, the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals, which is where Oklahoma's located, has not ruled on that issue before Facebook. So it was an open issue. Um, but on one level, the decision is good for industry. Because what it basically means is, uh, if you do targeted uh, marketing through text messaging or robocalling, targeted is a key word here, which means that you have a customer, again, that had a pre-existing business relationship with you. Uh, And I'll give you an example to put this in the context. Um, Several of my cases involved car dealerships. And a customer would go to the website, express interest in a car, or go to a third-party aggregator like... uh, car gurus are, or auto trader. And they enter their information and key to that, they give their phone number or their mobile phone. And then that information gets transmitted to the dealer. The dealer puts it into a daily database and follows up. Well, the dealerships were storing those numbers for future use. So although there may not have been a sale based on that one inquiry, we had the number and we were subsequently sending promotional texts such as we have a sale blowout this weekend uh, $50 off your next service, those types of things. And the uh, we were sued are allegedly because we didn't obtain consent as uh, required under the statute to send those messages. But the key thing is that we do not, in most business, does not send out these text messages automatically or at random. They do it on targeted marketing lists. So folks who continue to follow that uh, business practice, which I think is everyone I've ever defended, and most parties that I know do that, Are going to feel very good about the Facebook case because it means that uh, they are not going to uh, have as as difficult of a time now that we have clarity arguing to a judge that the system I used doesn't qualify and I'm not liable under the TCPA.
0: John Richer, attorney and shareholder at Hall Estill, Attorneys at Law. If somebody wants to connect with you, John, uh, and find out more about uh, the work that you guys do or maybe more about this case, how can they do that?
1: Absolutely. The first thing they can do is go to uh, my law firm's website. It's www.hallestell.com, H-A-L-L-E-S-P-I-L-L.com. And just, uh, you'll see my biography along with the other attorneys in our office. Uh, They can also uh, look me up on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, I'm present there and on Twitter. So various ways that they can contact me. And it's my pleasure to assist and help in any way I can.
0: Thanks for your time, John.
1: Thank you for having me. I I enjoyed the opportunity
0: of course. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or at TanyaHall.net. Thanks for watching.